Genesis 16. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, Behold, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. So after Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abraham, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had, con- uh, that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarah said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave you my servant to embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarah, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. And Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by the spring of water in the wilderness, the spring of Shur. And he said, Hagar, the servant of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I'm fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly, here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Bir Lahairoi. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So it's been 11 years since the initial call. Sarah's supposed to have an offspring. She does not. They probably picked up Hagar in Egypt when they were down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she says to Abram, hey, here's my mistress who probably was like young this young beautiful egyptian right and abram's like okay right like, i mean don't twist my exactly. arm maybe and, this uh, is what we're supposed to do right but then there's all this uh there's this strife there's this mm-hmm. uh they, they go outside of god's plan right and it doesn't work Mm-mm. and there's division between sarah and hagar and then but it's interesting that the lord is very kind to Hagar. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on the passage? Well, I think like the fact that you ha- uh, highlighted that she was Egyptian. Again, we have that thing, that hint that, you know, where Egypt always promises fruitfulness and delivers. Right, right, right. Pain. Same uh, kind of thing. Right. It's the same you thing think, here. Oh, we go to Egypt yeah. and it's going to be great. Yeah. So isn't it interesting that she was actually Egyptian of all the people I should have picked. I know. So, I mean, God's not, you know, there's no way to construe uh, this in it other than, like you said, they're going outside of God's plan, um, even though it was the custom of the day. And, you know, just again, the pragmatic choice, but we see it turns, it goes so wrong. And I think one of the, like you said, 
he's so kind to Hagar, but also how God is not, because it was all grace to begin with, it's God's plan. It's like, um, he's not done with uh, Abram and Sarah because they screw up basically in this huge way and create this kind of new trajectory of history. That's just, it's still playing out even today. It's really terrible. Like with the, um, these two sons, Ishmael versus Isaac. Right. Um, and God doesn't throw up his hands. He's like, he's still going to keep his promise to Abram because again, it's about who God is. Um, and the grace that he's shown on these people, not that they are behaving properly. Um, yeah, yeah. God writes just such a different story than I would, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you, you just when you feel like you can kind of guess at what the Lord's going to do, and and you know, you're all, you know, like he's okay. God chose Abraham. He's always going to go obey. He's always going to do the right thing, and so often he does not. Right. And there, like you say, there's these like ongoing stories, but in all of this, somehow, the Lord is displaying His glory, showing His steadfast love showing his kindness there's going to be as we're going to see an even more amazing um you know coming of the offspring um when abraham is a very old man and when sarah is a very old woman mm-hmm. um but i mean that is a long time to wait they they were already, they've already waited 11 years right they were already old he's 86 when it came, like it would have been right it would have been um you know, shocking to have the baby at when, if they had had it the day he promised, promised, like they they were already old. Um, and now he's made him wait 11 and his years and how often we wait. It's like, that's another thing that the commentator that I referenced a few days ago, he kind of describes it as this reality gap, um, which we experience even today where, you know, the promises of God, um, you know, how things ought to be. And yet we look around and we're like, they're just not, that is a the, good word. What we see right. is not in keeping with what we know ought to be, but this is the nature of walking by faith and not by sight. Right. Yeah. Um, and you often have to wait. And a so long many time. of the things that God is doing that are the most amazing things you would never you would never write, right? Right. You would never guess at. Um again, I think one of the this is like one of the great like arguments for the truthfulness of scripture. Like it's t- it's too counterintuitive to not be true. <laughs> right. Like you would never. It's not a hero story. Like myth. you would write. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Like you write this heroes. Yeah. Never what you would say to like prop something up. Um, it, it's it's either true. It's displaying the nature of God working, um, in real human history, or it's just a weird thing because it is not. Uh, it is not what you would guess. It is not what you would. Um, predict um um but again i think that you just see a lot of the character of god in this uh he's displaying himself in a particular way our choices have real consequences yet even in those god is at work god is doing things um and he's uh, kind to he's kind yeah he's kind Uh, well, I'm excited about tomorrow. We kind of really make a turn in the story. There's right. even a name change involved, but you'll have to listen then. Uh, so for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.